Welcome to episode 8 of the Waterski Podcast. My name is Matteo Luzzeri, and uh, in this episode I'll guide you through my completely personal, extremely biased take on the Collegiate Nationals that just wrapped up Saturday evening in uh, California uh, at Belacqua. Beautiful site. I had a chance to ski that site a few times. Uh, three lakes, man-made, perfect place to organize nationals. Um so yeah, basically, it's been a few days, but I just wanted to give my take on some of the scores, and you're free to listen if you want to. Um, as many of you know, I went to UL Lafayette, so I'm obviously stoked that the Raging Cajuns brought the title back to Lafayette. But uh, yeah, let's just dive into it. The, the idea is that I'm going to look at the scores, give you my personal take, and then yeah, just spend the week like this. So, as many of you, I watched uh, part of it, and I think the uh, the whole webcast is or is on YouTube. So I'll put the description in the description. I'll put some links uh, that you guys can go and watch this event. Which, by the way, again, some of my guests has already said this. There's nothing like collegiate nationals. Uh, the sheer amount of fun, the crowd, uh, the fact that it's a team sport. It really makes it, in my opinion, the best and most exciting competition to watch. Um, so the way in which it works is that according to the scores at regionals, in the four regions of the NCWSA, two divisions are created. So a Division One and a Division Two, and they compete at nationals, and they compete at the same site. So the site that organizes nationals, collegiate nationals, has to have at least two lakes so that Boats are always running. And that's one of the other great things about um, collegiate water skiing. Say, for instance, in tricks, you only get one pass and you basically see a row of boats going one after the other with trickers, right? So as one boat goes, the other one is idling back in and you basically see a ton of tricks within the span of an hour and a half to two hours, sometimes a little longer. Um but yeah, super exciting event. In terms of Division One, the UL Lafayette team, the Raging Cajuns, brought the the goal home with twelve thousand six hundred eighty points. Now, as a reminder, um, the points here are according to placement, right? So as we'll delve into the individual results later, you'll see that you know whoever got first in their um, in their uh, division brings a certain amount of points and then second brings a little bit less a little bit less and so forth generally 10 points in between placements however um, if a, there's a tie then those 20 points are split um, so yeah you are laughing at 12680 second the university of alabama with 12275 so was that? 405 points. And uh, I'm seeing here the breakdown. They were very close in pretty much all the events. Um, so 
slalom, meaning women and men slalom combined, uh, they were about 105 points behind Euro Lafayette, about 80 points behind in tricks, and about 220 points behind in jump. In third place, we find UL Monroe, the defending champions, who ended up third with 11,855. That's about 220 points from the University of Alabama. Um, very good scores in, honestly, in tricks and jumps. It looked like where they really lost a bit of ground compared to the first two schools was uh, slalom. And then in fourth place, Florida Southern College. And in fifth place, Rollins College. So those are your top five teams uh, in the Division I Syndicate Collegiate Nationals. Now, in terms of Division II, a super, super tight race between the Miami of Ohio team and Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. The first one, Miami of Ohio, managed to squeeze the total win by 60 points. So 10,050 points for Miami of Ohio, 9,990 points for um, Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. Now, interestingly there, uh, Cal Poly had a better combined jump score of 3,065 points, uh, a very close score in slalom, only 45 points away from Miami of Ohio, but really where Miami of Ohio managed to get a lot of their points was in tricks, in combined uh, women and men tricks. Now, and that's, to reiterate, this is another great thing about collegiate water skiing, it's co-ed, right? So your women's team and your men's team have to both perform really well for the university to place um, high in the team rankings. Uh, university of Wisconsin-Madison in third place, Auburn University in fourth, and in fifth place, very close to Auburn, was uh, Iowa State University. So that's your top five Division II Collegiate Nationals teams. Now, diving in into the, uh, the Division I individual scores, let's start with women's slalom. Well, women's slalom saw Jamie Bull winning the event with five and a half at 39 off. So this is a pending NCAA women's slalom record. Two and a half buoys in front of the former record that I believe was held by Regina Jaquis, by Mano Consard and Shani Oliver. And I think Jamie also tied it um, at some point this year before she beat it with a five and a half at 39. There's a great video online uh, that Marcus Brown posted showing the whole pass and the crowd cheering and then getting shocked by Jamie missing the handle of the six ball. Um, I had a chat with her. She was obviously stoked, but also a bit upset that she missed the handle at six ball. Very understandable. But uh, what a score. So that brought, um, let me see. Does he say how many points? Yeah, that, pro that brought 600 points to the um, ULL ski team. Second place, Brooke Baldwin with one and a half at 39. And then a three-way tie for 
uh, third place between Billy Austin for ULL, Neely Ross for Lawrence College, and Ali Nicholson for Florida Southern College. So those points were split in between the three skiers. And then in sixth place, uh, Mary Lou Molinier from ULL with two and a quarter at 38 off. Now, this is a point that I'll reiterate uh, uh, all over this podcast, but the differences and the scores that really matter, this is not to take anything away from Jamie, are, say, this 3 at 38, 2 and a quarter, 2, 2, 1 at 38, right? So, say, Mary Lou, with a 2 and a quarter at 38, brought essentially 15 points extra than as she ran two, right, to her team, which is a huge, it's a huge achievement. So, yeah, uh, and looking at these top five, I mean, these are women that we see in the Pro Tour. So that's another crazy exciting thing about collegiate nationals. You see, the best the sport has to offer in the 18 to 22-year-old range and up-and-coming skiers. So, yeah, that's uh, D1 Women's Slalom. Um, interesting choice before we leave by Jamie, who actually started in fifth rotation, fourth rotation instead of fifth rotation. Now, to give a bit of an explanation here, um, there are five rotations because every school puts five skiers in the water. And generally speaking, the last rotation is the one with the best skiers from each university. Now, Jamie, I would say by far the best slalom skier that UL has, and she opted to go fourth uh, rotation. Now, that could be due to a several factors, maybe not wanting to see others performing well before her, or possibly um, expecting the event to go later in the day, maybe some glare issues, maybe just being overly tired from hanging out at the lake the whole day, waiting for a set. Um, but nevertheless, Jim, looks like Jamie ended up starting in fourth rotation. Now, when it comes to men's slalom, Sean Hunter from the University of Alabama ended up winning with 4 at 39. Now, uh, I had the pleasure of coaching Sean for a number of years, and this is his second slalom title at his second um NCAA Nationals. So he won in his um, freshman and in his sophomore year. Now, I know there's a few skiers that managed to win two nationals, and I'm talking men's slalom here. That's where most of my knowledge lays. Um, I know there are a few skiers that won two collegiate nationals. Uh, The names that come to mind are Casey Wilson, Let's see, Dane Mackler probably. I think the Gasper did it. I think um, Kale Burdick did it. Maybe Will as well, although I'm not sure. Um, Batalski did it, Martin Batalski. So there's a few people that did too, but I, and listeners might back me up on this. I don't think anyone, any men's slalom has ever won three out of four collegiate nationals. Uh, maybe we'd have to go back in the 80s or early 90s to, to find that. So yeah, Sean uh, won with 4 to 39. Now Sean, similarly to what um, we mentioned about Bailey, 
uh, about uh, Jamie, sorry, uh, Sean actually ended up starting in second rotation. Now, that's a very interesting choice. And looking at this running order, actually, Griffin Stangy from ULL, who's also uh, on the top five, he ended up fourth with one and a half at 39. Um, he also started in the second rotation. So I'm not sure what happened there, um, why some some schools decided to send their top skiers earlier in the rotation. Maybe they expected the event to go later in the day. Um, but th this is another whole layer of like strategizing that teams can have, right? So which rotation do we put this skier in? Um, for instance, I... I was an okay jumper collegiate, like I did com compared to my teammates. Um, but we decided back when I was jumping in college to for me to go first rotation because I was, how should we say, like a bit of an ignorant jumper. Like I would go way later than I needed to the first jump because I had no pressure and I wasn't really that good on my skis. Uh, so we kind of agreed that, okay, you go out, you do your first jump, and then try the other two if you can with no pressure, and then hopefully that gives us a good enough score. Um, but uh, yeah, so back to men's slalom, Division One. Sean won with four at 39. Second, Jimmy Cahoon from Florida Southern College uh, with three and a half at 39, followed by his teammate Tangi Dayan with three at 39. So top three men's slalom all within a buoy. And then fourth, as we said, Griffin Stangi, freshman from ULL with one and a half at 39. And fifth, uh, Benjamin Lutz with one and a half at 39. Uh, now, I had a chance to see some of these guys ski. Uh, interesting choice by Benjamin to try and crank that two ball, especially given that Griffin had already skied and did one and a half. So there could have been one of those things where, you know, taking an easy two and potentially a piece of three, but even just a two would have given, would have made a difference of 20 points really, because it would have given 10 points more to his team and 10 points less to um, Griffin. Yeah, and so these are the top five um, slalom skiers, all within early to mid 39. Now, just to give you a sense of how close this is, uh, following scores are 4.5 at 38, 4.38, 4.38, 3.5 at 38, 3, 3, 3, 3 at 38, 2.5 at 38, 2.5 at 38, 1.5 at 38. So this goes back to what I think I mentioned with uh, Ashley in, uh, in our interview of how, you know, an extra buoy makes the world's difference in terms of points at any level, right? And I think, as we will see in Division 2, even more in Division 2. So, yeah, that's your um, men's slalom at Collegiate Nationals Division 1. Then we have uh, women's tricks. Well, this is uh, insane because you have in the top five, you have two former open world champs. And actually, the winner of this, Anna Gay from Alabama, is the current world champion. So she won with 5,560 5, points. Now, remember, this is a one pass. It's one pass of tricks, and she tricked 5,560. Now, 
just to give you a sense of how things are developing in collegiate tricking, uh, I would say more than in the regular tricking, uh, you could win men's collegiate men's nationals with 55-60, not too long ago, to, to be completely honest. Uh, and her run was, I mean, I'm sure no short of, you know, crazy. So wake five, skill and back, skill and back, back flip, back landing, back landing, back to front, two mobs and two back-to-backs. I mean, this is this is a crazy run, right? Um, second place for Brooke Baldwin with 44.30, also for Alabama. Third, Taylor Grathwall with 40.50. So here, Alabama sweeped the first three places in women's tricks, followed by former world champion Neely Ross with 39.10, and fifth place for Alicia Bagnoli for ULL with 38.30. So interesting choice by Neely to do a toe pass here. Um, I would imagine her hand run would be enough to challenge, you know, Anna and, um, and Brooke, but she nevertheless decided to go for a toe pass. So those are your top five women's uh, trickers in Division One. Now, in terms of men's tricks, let's see if I can find it in my several windows open here. Oops. Oh, there it is. So men's tricks. Uh, Eduardo Marenzi from ULL and from Italy as well. Uh, one tricks with 66.50. Now, freshman year, collegiate tricking a bit different deal because the other thing is that you can, there's not a flip uh, rule limit, right? So in traditional tricking, you, you're allowed a maximum of six flips. Whereas in collegiate tricking, you can do as many flips as you want, provided they don't you don't repeat them and provided you do the reverse of a flip following the normal flip. So you have to follow a trick with its reverse if you want a reverse in there and um, you can repeat tricks, but you can certainly do as many flips as you want. And just to give you a sense of what Edo did to win this tournament, I don't see even like a, a trick that is not a flip here. I see, so more back-to-back, more back-to-back, Front flip, reverse front flip, back flip, reverse back flip, back landing, reverse back landing, and back flip, so mob front to front. And then, oh yeah, you throw in a 360 handle pass at the end. But uh, this is this is just like what? Two, four, six, eight, nine flips, right? Um, nearing what I believe to be Dylan Schaefer's national trick record, collegiate national trick record, which is 7,100, something like that. Now, if that's not impressive enough, Tangida Young got second with 64.60, so not even 200 points behind. Danilo Filichenko from ULM, 6,400 points, so only 60 points behind. And 40 points behind that, Guillaume Tetro from ULL with 63.60. And then in fifth place, Carlo Basic with 51.40, which, hey, super respectable, uh, considering that he's primarily a jumper. But the top four trickers went over 6,300 6, points with a mere handle pass, right? Now, of course, there's a flip rule, but trust me, 
this is great, great skin. Uh, so that's your men's tricks. Now, women's jump. Let's see if I can find it. Yeah, so women's jump was won by Dominique, or as she goes by Dodo Allard uh, from ULM, with a big leap of 159 feet, so 48.4 meters. Now, one of the cool things about collegiate jumping is that men and women jump all at the same speed, all at the same ramp height, right? So they're all going a five foot ramp, which is 150 centimeters, and 31 miles per hour, so 51k uh, per hour. So Dodo took the wing with 159 me uh, feet, uh, followed by Brooke Baldwin from Alabama with 147, Mary Lou Major from uh, ULL with 145, Mary Lou Moulinier from ULL also with 143 feet, and then Valentina Gonzalez in fifth with 140 feet, right? Now, again, just to give you a sense of how things are lumped together, there were, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four skiers, and these are all skiers, ULL, ULM, Alabama, skiers that really need those extra points to try and win the team title within a foot, right? So interesting, interesting to see where those bubbles are and where to work on them. And I think the primary one that you could sort of do that a little bit more intentionally is, is, is tricking, right? Uh, so you know that there's a, let's say in, um, let's see, maybe women's tricks. There's a lot of trickers here that are like 2360, 2440, 2460, 2610, 2710, right? So the difference between tricking 29 and 23, it's 70 to 80 points. Um, so good, good things to keep in mind for all these teams as they're getting ready for 2020 Collegiate Nationals, which will be at the boarding school in uh, Orlando. Now let's finish up with uh, men's jump. Now, men's jump traditionally is the last event of the day. And this is where teams and team captains have those sheets where they're like, okay, these are the points we have so far. These are the points we need. And there's a bit of guesswork, particularly first and second rotation in terms of, okay, we need the, our jumper to jump this far. We need our jumper to jump that far, etc. Now, uh, Danilo Filichenko ended up winning the, the jump with a massive 191 feet, so 58 and 3 meters. Now, remember, this is 31 miles per hour, 5-foot ramp, right? And that's amazing because it's safe, right? For the most part, like anyone can approach the ramp and learn how to jump. And obviously you can go slower than 31 miles per hour. Uh, but the five foot ramp is a major game changer compared to say a five and a half foot, foot ramp um, or even a six foot ramp, right? Which is 180 centimeters. So, but then these guys that are really pushing, I would say anything beyond 180 feet or 55, 54 and a half meters, you're really pushing the limit, right? You're really cutting, turning late, cutting hard, driver has to be on point, you barely make it onto the ramp and you try to kick as much as you can. 
And in this interesting, fun, exciting game to watch, Danilo from ULM took the win with 141. A foot behind him, Queen Hayes from Alabama with 190. And then Carlo Basic with 184. Uh, Brandon Shipper from ULM with 183. And then Luca Rauchenwald from ULL with 182. Now, it should be noted that Luca was in first rotation. So he went out, boosted a 182, and pretty much set the tone for the other four rot- rotation following him. So good job, Luca, on holding on to top five, um, starting so early in the day. Um, so that's your division one. Uh, really, I heard friends talking to people about these nationals. Really, the comment of a lot of people was, uh, essentially, it's for ULL to lose it, right? Meaning, if everything goes according, which what what the hell does that mean, right? Um, ULL should make it, and they pretty much did. Uh, I didn't see any major blunders uh, in terms of like you know missing uh, a trick pass or falling super early in slalom or not performing as well as they should in jump, and yet. Alabama was 400 points behind. Now, that might not seem little, but, or sorry, yeah, essentially, it's not that far. And I know that Alabama had a few skiers that didn't perform as as good or as up to their potential as they could have. So my prediction for 2020, and I know it's a little bit early, but my prediction is that Potentially, the team to beat will be the University of Alabama, uh, simply because of their recruitment strategy as, the, as of the last two or three years. They're bringing in a ton of recruits, and with a third year using the same strategy, now they might end up having the depth needed to win a collegiate national title. Uh, although I know Lafayette is using is losing a couple of skiers, I'm sure they're on their recruitment strategy, and... Um, UL Monroe, as many water skiers know, is the most successful university in the um, history of the sport. So I don't see them lagging that far behind either. Um, they're going to probably go heavy on recruiting and get their slalom scores back up to where they'll be competi- competitive again for a national title. Now, switching to D2, um, I just wanted to highlight some of, some really good scores that I saw there. Let's see. I have so many windows open. Uh, okay. So starting with women's slalom, uh, I didn't know this, uh, but Paula uh, Jaramillo is going to UCLA, I'm guessing. And uh, she won the slalom with a one and a half at 38 off. Uh, followed, so Division Two women's slalom, followed by Amanda Lutzwager from Iowa. And then Soraya Sagbrini with three at 22 off. And then Sarah Stevenson with three and a half at 34 miles per hour. And Kyla Miller with one at 34 miles per hour. Now for men's slalom, uh, Colin Menard won with zero at 35. So I don't know here if uh, it was a no gate at 35. 
uh, or a no exit gates. Oh, wow. So interesting. Uh, he started at 28, ran 28, ran 32, and zero at 34. So I wonder what happened there. I would have to go back and rewatch. Uh, but yeah, he won with 0 at 35, followed by Erico Key from Purdue with 5.5 at 32, and Curtis Kolb uh, from Cincinnati with 5 at 32. So within a buoy, you had your top three slalom skiers uh, in Division II uh, men's slalom. Now moving along to Division II women's tricks, uh, Paula Jaramillo won with 2,800 points followed by uh, Amanda Lutzwager-Rose with an 1180, uh, Abigail Young with 960, Emily Peterson with 780, and Kyla Miller with 720. Now, here's the interesting part about tricks at, say, the Division two, yeah, but even at the Division one level, according to the level. Now, there's a ton of skiers here. Okay, let's see if I can count them. This is Division Two women's tricks. Say there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There's eight skiers that tricked 200 points, right? So my guess there is that it was a side, side slide reverse, which is 80 points, a back and a front, which is 120. So that's your 200 points. If these skiers, any of these skiers did a wake back, right? So if your back is solid, you can learn a wake back, which is 80 points more. They would have brought 90 points more to their team. Like this is, so, you know, you can imagine now going back home, it's like wake back clinic, you know, or reverse back or anything that would give more points to your team. Um, so in a sense, that tricker that does, let's see. Yeah, so this is tricker from, um, I think it's, yeah, St. Louis Obismo uh, that did 200 points. If she did 240, 280, she would have brought 90 points more, something that her teammate uh Kyla would have had to do like at least 100 points more to bring 10 points to the team. So really the strategy in terms of like where are the big lumps and how do we invest our water time is so huge. Um, going to men's tricks, Division 2, we saw Jose Luis Te Tejada from Purdue winning with 2,070, followed by Cody Overmeyer with... 1410, John uh, Messina Jr. with 1050, Eric O'Keefe with 980, and Ryan Shipner with 900. And then in women's slalom, uh, women jump, sorry, uh, Kyla Miller won with 92 feet, followed by uh, Paola Jaramillo with 89, Ara Reina from Auburn with 79, Sonia Conzen with 72, and Amanda Lutzwager with uh, 70 feet. And then big leap in uh, 
men's jump uh, hidden break from San Luis Obismo 152 feet very solid jumping uh, so he won the D2 men's jump followed by Jose Tejada with 140 Ryan Shipner with 139 Eric O'Keefe with 122 and Christopher No No uh, Koenig sorry Christopher Christopher Koenig with 97 uh, now let's look back at women's jump division 2 there were 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 10, 12, 14, 16 there were 17 women's jumpers in division 1 that unfortunately didn't land the jump so their score was 0 again going to the same point any of these that landed a jump would have brought 160 points to their team right so where you really the cool thing about collegiate water skiing is that really the work that needs to be done to improve the team uh score often relies on the skiers that performance wise might be not as good in the team as their teammates but they're the ones that really truly bring the most points um, at the end of the day to win as a team. And this is where the game is about. Uh, I spoke to Sean, Sean Hunter, who won men's slalom for two years in a row. Uh, so I called him up. He's a good friend. And uh, he was honest. He said, yeah, it feels amazing. Um, but I really want the team win. That's what I really, really want. And that goes to show that you could be at the highest level, but what you really want from collegiate skiing is that team spirit, that team, um, you know, achievement obtained together. So, yeah, this is a little recap of nationals. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, obviously, again, I'm super stoked that the Cajuns won. And, uh, yeah, see you next week when uh, we are going to post the second part of the interview with Jay. Now, that interview is a lot about coaching, and I think for any of the people that listen to this podcast that are either coaches as a profession or they enjoy helping out their ski partners, whether collegiate in this case and or not, um, listen up, because I think Jay was very gracious to share a lot of what he has learned along the way. Until then, ski hard hopefully weather is still good where you live to ski and uh, have a great week Thank you.